At first dawn, the swathes of rain drifting eastwards across the channel parted long enough to show that the chase had altered course. The charwell had been in her wake most of the night, running seven knots in spite of her foul bottom, and now they were not much above a mile and a half apart. The ship ahead was turning, turning, coming up into the wind, and the silence along the frigate's decks took on a new quality, as every man aboard saw her two rows of gun ports come into view. This was the first clear sight they had had of her, since the lookout hailed the deck in the growing darkness to report a ship hull down on the horizon, one point on the larboard bow. She was then steering north-northeast, and it was the general opinion aboard the Sharwell that she was either one of a scattered French convoy or an American blockade runner, hoping to reach Brest under cover of the moonless night. Two minutes after that first hail, the Charwell set her fore and main top gallants. No great spread of canvas, but then the frigate had had a long, wearing voyage from the West Indies. Nine weeks out of sight of land, the equinoctial gales to strain her tired rigging to the breaking point, three days of lying to in the Bay of Biscay at its worst, and it was understandable that Captain Griffiths should wish to husband her a little. No cloud of sail. But even so, she fetched the stranger's wake within a couple of hours, and at four bells in the morning watch the charwell cleared for action. The drum beat to quarters, the hammocks came racing up, piling into the nettings to form bulwarks, the guns were run out, and the warm, pink, sleepy watch below had been standing to them in the cold rain ever since, an hour and more to chill them to the bone. Now in the silence of this discovery, one of the crew of a gun in the waist could be heard explaining to a weak-eyed, staring little man beside him, "'She's a French two-decker, mate. A seventy-four or an eighty. We've caught a tartar, mate.' "'Silence there, goddamn you!' cried Captain Griffiths. "'Mr. Quarles, take that man's name!' Then the grey rain closed in. But at present... Everyone on the crowded quarter-deck knew what lay behind that drifting, formless veil. A French ship of the line, with both her rows of gun-ports open, and there was not one who had missed the slight movement of the yard that meant she was about to lay her foresail to the mast, heave to, and wait for them. The Charwell was a thirty-two-gun, twelve-pounder frigate, and, if she got close enough to use the squat carronades on her quarter-deck and forecastle, as well as her long guns, she could throw a broadside weight of metal of 238 pounds.